in November 2019, that date transformed my life drastically. I said enough, and I said it from my deep heart. Enough living a life based on others' opinions. Their decisions and their opinions will never change my destiny. Our destiny is determined by our mind and our attitude. I realized that every one of us has unlimited potential inside. And this unlimited potential becomes available only when we demand it. We are the only ones who determine the quality of our life. Nobody else. That's why I founded Unleash. I interview global CEOs, entrepreneurs, and coaches all over the world to inspire and touch people by their stories and their experience. Because one story changed my life totally. And I believe also one story from our podcast can change yours as well. My mission is unleashing the human greatness to its utmost potential. Stay tuned every Friday with Unleash with Ahmed Khaled's podcast. A new inspiring story that will change the quality of your life. So, before I start, I would like to thank you for your amazing support for the last period, uh, for pushing me to get out of my comfort zone for the last period, because I was delaying this uh, long for the Unleash for a long, long time. And uh, I would like to thank you again for your amazing support and your amazing help. Today, we have a special guest, and we have a unique, very, very unique, I would say, topic from the point of view. Before we jump into the topic and this amazing guest, I would like to ask you, where are you from? And if you can hear us, please uh, type your comment here. Mr. Robert, can you hear us, huh? Ahmad, thank you. You can hear us, guys, huh? Okay. Shadi. Thank you, Shadi. <clears throat> Mustafa. Ahmed Hamamsi. Vase. Musa. Okay, guys. I mean, Algeria. Okay, guys. So I have today a special guest, I would say. And uh, I have a very funny story. In 2009, 
I graduated from my university and I was hearing too much, too much about a legacy for the youngest uh, factory manager in Egypt. That was uh, pushed me as a curious to get connected with him 13 years ago on LinkedIn. And I was very lucky enough uh, last year to get connected with him uh, virtually and know him as, as a person. And uh, today, guest, he has a legacy in North Africa, Middle East, in multinational companies. And he's not only well known for his supply chain end to end, but also for being a leader inside the workplace and outside the workplace. So I want you to welcome with me Hussein Mosri. <laughs> thank you, Ahmed, and thank you for all your audience. I think uh, it's a great pleasure to be with you. And honestly, the greater pleasure is to be with the Unleash for the first episode. Um, thank you for a great introduction. I think, uh, and I wish you best of luck. And um, by the way, I've been a great follower, a great big fan for you and your content uh, for the last, uh, for the since I since we uh, got linked on LinkedIn. So best of luck, my friend. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, Hassan. It's a pleasure knowing you. Honestly, I also, I know about your legacy. So uh, that's today. That's why um, I want to ask you if possible, for sure, if possible, if uh, you don't mind, can you share a little bit about your success story and your amazing career path in, inside the corporate? Thank you. Sure. Um, so my name is Hussein Masri. I'm 21 years of experience. I'm, my background is industrial engineering. Um, I see my experience basically in problem solving. Uh, that's that's a 21 years of experience in problem solving. And I mean, this is this is basically our jobs, correct? Any job is about problem solving. If there is no problem to solve, then probably um, uh, our jobs will not will not basically uh, exist. Um, I see myself as an entrepreneur, Ahmed. I see myself as an entrepreneur who have been who has been very lucky in working for great companies for the last, uh, basically, uh, for the last few years. Um, and that's that's the way I see myself as an introduction. And when I say about, when I talk about the corporate side, um, I've been doing many roles. Uh, um, I started even teaching in university. I was kind of the, uh, teaching some uh, some industrial stuff, uh, industrial material for the, for the, um, for the engineers. <clears throat> I've worked as R&D, quality, uh, wow. project management, industrial engineering, uh, plant management. And factory management, and even uh, I've led leading supply chain uh, for a, for a region. So uh, I did it different roles. Um, uh, again, I think it's it's always been been a pleasure uh, working uh, for great companies and uh, to have the chance. Basically, I was I think I was lucky enough to have these opportunities and to be able to shift careers in in different opportunities. Um, uh, my second half of introduction, I think, uh, the entrepreneurial side. Um, so personally, I think I. I'm a big fan of being of, of building my own uh, my own story, uh, not only corporate side, um, but I think as well um, uh, I've been building. Uh, uh, I did many many attempts of building my own business, uh, uh, and I was I think I was successful in few. Uh, so I believe I'm, I'm I see myself as a trader investor. I even built my own factory uh, in Egypt um, uh, with uh, as a, as a partner with the, I partnered with my uh, brother at the time. And um, and I have my own consultancy company as well. Mashallah, mashallah. I think it's a staggering experience, Hussein. Yeah, Just uh, yeah. that's why the legacy that you left before it's not uh, it's 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 really something that uh, everyone should know. And the yeah. legacy that we heard it's real. Uh, we have uh, many people. They're joining from many many uh, countries around the world. So we have Abdurrahman Ali. Way to go, brother. We have Muhammad. We have Mu'ataz, they are joining all from Egypt. 
Nice. And uh, we have Salem from KSC, Osama. He's saying, Assalamu alaikum. Fahd, <laughs> Muhannad, Noura. She's saying, Good luck. Thank you, Noura. And we have Ziad Sami. He's a big fan also of you, and he's my friend. And uh, Abdullah Al Wa'al, all watching you. Thank you, Abdullah. Osama, Muhannad, and Hashim. Hashim, thank you, Hashim. So, uh, Going back to this amazing topic, uh, Hussein, I would like to ask you, and going back to this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset in the corporate life, the first question that I would like to ask you, what is the entrepreneurial mindset from your point of view? Yeah. Um, probably I'll, I'll, I'll skip this definition coming from the Google the Google definition and, and when you go on the website, and, and I'll give you my own version. It might be too simple for the, uh, but I think this is uh, should be okay for the discussion. Yeah. I think it's um, less fear. Uh, I put this as the biggest statement. It's less fear. Um, and I'm not saying lack of fear because I personally believe that fear is very healthy uh, as long as it's moderated, at as long as it's part of... Um, it is something that keep the, keeps the balance, basically. And when I say uh, less fear, it's less fear of getting into a new innovation, uh, less fear into challenging uh, the existing status quo. And I think this is very important, personally and professionally. Um, voicing your opinion, and, and honestly, I can give you, uh, I'll give you a couple of uh, points on, on this one. It's very important. I think this is the most basic thing when it comes to entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I'm one of these guys, if you get me into your meeting, if you can get me, uh, invite me into a meeting, I'm not going to be your yes man. Yes, yes, smiling. And, uh, <laughs> this is not me. And definitely I'm not going to, to be your no man. It's like uh, I strongly disagree that this is not okay and uh, just for the sake of uh, getting some attention here or there. I'm basically going to say my opinion in the most respectful um, and accepted way. But definitely I'm going to say it uh, as long as it makes sense and as long as I properly prepared and I have the knowledge for it. I mean, this is kind of the balance as well. Um, back to the less fear, less fear as well of grasping opportunities, grasping opportunities once once they exist. The other balance is as when we say lack of less less fear, it's about as well um, understanding that mistakes will happen. If you have this courage, probably there will be few mistakes. Accepting them, embracing them, and honestly, be willing to pay this 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 invoice, this 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 amount of money if things goes wrong. Uh, and I think this is kind of the balance that that um, needs to be there when we say. Uh, more courage or less less uh, less fear. Um, I think the base for that needs to be supported by experience, by function and technical skills, um, by knowledge, uh, by um, efforts, by preparing yourself. I think this is kind of the balance that we would like to expect as well when we say less fear. Otherwise, it will be kind of craziness. Uh, it's a crazy thing when you decide on something without having the knowledge or preparing for it properly. Um, and uh, if I really define what are the biggest companies that, uh, or the, 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 the strongest companies in this era, I think these, these are the ones that have a team who ask this question, what might go wrong? And I think this is where, um, this is where I see that this team who's going to work on these simulations, on some strategical uh, approaches, kind, kind of sensitivity check, what are the things, strategic planning, what are the things that might go wrong? Um, I think this is very important to have this entrepreneurial mindset, being out of the box, challenging the status quo, less fear, more courage, and uh, taking a bit of, of, of um, how to say it, uh, uh, some leap of faith as well. Amazing, Hussein. I think that you nailed it uh, without even Google it, as you said. And I think also from my point of view, 
it's all about critical thinking and uh, being comfortable just to take risk and okay. being uh, okay. accepting uh, all kind of innovations. And as you said, that taking risks and the being being uh, accepting if if something happens wrong and doing it all all over all over and and over and going into the self-reliance because I believe the entrepreneurial mindset uh, part uh, and one of the fundamentals of entrepreneurial mindset is being self-aware about what you're doing and self-reliance because if you have this kind of mindset you can change the whole game and change the whole world 100%. and one thing also it's about flexibility and as you said flexibility and adaptability how you can be flexible about the outputs and the, the outputs that it's it's coming and adaptability how we can have the adaptability to adapt with the current status quo and overcome it so uh, i believe you have nailed it from the beginning i can't so, more. well well said thank you thank you Hussein. coming back to our audience we have amazing engagement today i think we have today anis is saying hello Muhammad Ismail, good luck. Thank you, Muhammad. Osama, amazing episode. Thank you, Osama. And we have Denzel from South Africa. Nice to meet you, Denzel. We have Wakas from Dubai. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. And we have Hazim, yeah, also from Egypt. Good luck. Thank you, Hazim. And uh, we have Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Love it, Hussein. And uh, Denzel, good luck. Thank you. So, Hussein, coming back to the next question, why do you think the entrepreneurial mindset is important nowadays from your point of view? Sure. Um, I mean, uh, again, I mean, we, should, we simply need to look around, uh, Ahmed. I think it's uh, this VUCA environment, it's becoming, I mean, honestly, it's becoming crazy. Uh, if you look around us, I mean, uh, things that it's never it's never it's never like before it's never like yesterday it's always changing it's always um, volatile um, I mean um, every single day you go to work and you just ask the question what's what will happen today um, it's it's always a kind of an action movie uh, day in day out um, uh, and I'll give you a couple of examples I mean uh, you remember back the global recession 2008 um, uh, and then um, since since that time, I mean, it was never it's never the same, and I think this is where I see I believe that the global economy has shrinked. Uh, the whole pie is becoming smaller. Um, I mean, the global the the, the the corporate debts has increased from 30 billion to 50 billion in the top eight countries, uh, and this is a great indication that things uh, economically are not the same as before. Um, I mean, why why would go for 2008? If you go last year only, uh, what happened behind the COVID in 2000 in Feb March? I mean, the stock market in U.S. went by 33% less uh, in, in the biggest, in basically, in the biggest ETFs. A um, uh, couple of weeks ago, you had the Suez Canal situation where, where five days only, uh, you had billions of dollars impacted. Last year, in 2020, we had the Hormuz trade uh, from a supply perspective has been interrupted. Uh, I mean, think every single day you have something new. And the biggest, the biggest one for us is the COVID situation. What happened? The COVID situation and how it's impacted the whole, the whole businesses around the world. Uh, and I think this is where I see that it is very important to understand that um, this cannot be covered by a job description, by an SOP, uh, by you know, this is my part, your part in a corporate. Uh, I mean, if you don't have this kind of taking the risk, um, having the courage to take some some decisions. I mean, definitely, you will be in a different uh, in a different uh, league, uh, and this is definitely this is not what's expected. 
I know this is not easy to be said. I know this is not easy to be captured by, because by the end of the day, it's a, it's a complete organization. And I have a couple of stories, you don't mind, I can share as well, sure. uh, to give an example for that. So I remember back in, in, in last Feb, in 20, not, not this year, last year's, um, when I've heard that for some of the containers, they started to, I'm seeing some indications, things might not go wrong, might go wrong. By the way, I was leading kind of a business of uh, around $800 million business uh, doing supply for it. And again, the decision was to increase few stocks with few millions of dollars in one hour. Um, and honestly, um, I, I cannot, I'm not saying that this is kind of, a, it's a bit crazy, but it took me a couple of months later on to, <laughs> to get the blessings of the decision that I made uh, with all the stakeholders. But mm -hmm. I basically took the decision. And I think this is where a um, few months down the road, this is where you discovered that your product is on the shelf and others did not have the chance to react that front with that with that uh, uh, fast response. And this is back to the agility uh, that you're talking about. So um, it's very important to understand that when things go wrong, I think it is also a great opportunities that might go there. As long as we do have this entrepreneurial mindset backed up with experience. So you cannot have this mindset, it's very important. You cannot have this mindset without having the right experience and definitely consulting the right people and taking the decision based on uh, some criteria. So in this one, for example, I didn't. I went only for the products that have the right shelf life, that I will not go for expiries. And you had all this kind of pressure testing the decision before going for it. Um, a, nice, a nice example that I always like to share as well in my own factory that, that uh, I started with my brother a few years ago, um, I think it's, um, I remember back the kickoff of the project started back in, in December 2011. You remember this is the revolution in Egypt. So Jan, everything stopped. Yeah. This was my newest. I was very happy, proud. And this is the following day, everything stopped. Machines are out uh, and operators and uh, they're out, uh, they're, they're back to home, their hometown. And everything basically stopped. Um, so it's a couple of decisions that you need to take. And this is where, again, I, I believe, I, th I think it was the right decision at the time. I stopped for a few months. So the decision was, should I close the project? Should I close the whole factory? Or basically trying to extend the portfolio? I actually bought extra machines uh, because this was a discounted opportunity because everybody wants to sell machines at 25, 30% sales. <laughs> so why not? Come on. If I spend all this money, why not increasing my investment by 15, 20% and getting a new machine? And, 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 and I'm sure it's, things will be always temporary. Um, yes, it is a risk. But yes, as well, uh, sometimes the right risk taking uh, creates a lot of opportunities. And hence, we did that decision. And I can tell you, it worked well for, for us. I mean, we extended the portfolio. Yes, we went a bit late for the MOQs, uh, but the project was, this was one of the few startups at that time, uh, because uh, otherwise it would have been too heavy to continue the business uh, with this kind of crisis. So, I mean, I mean, the bottom, the bottom of it, I think it's very important that uh, to understand that um, challenges, crises, and 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 are only opportunities uh, with the right mindset. I love it, Hassan. Your two stories really are are very 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 inspiring. I would say, and taking as as you said, it's opportunities are always mixed with difficulties. So, how you your entrepreneurial mindset is getting the the opportunities out of difficulties because difficulties is everywhere. So I, I believe, like what you said, it's the entrepreneurial mindset, how you see any problem and you can go and attack and make it make a solution for the current status quo. So yeah. your, your two stories are really, really, really inspiring and amazing. Thank you Thank for sharing you. these amazing two stories. Thank we you. come back to our audience. I have here 
Mohanad, he's saying a lot of companies change not only their mission, but also the, the vision and the business plan. Thank you, Mohanad. Sure. I, I, think, um, I think this one is, is very true, by the way. I mean, uh, uh, sorry if I comment on this one. I think it's very important sure. to understand that. Um, yes, because a lot of uh, a lot of companies discovered that they're not uh, flexible enough, they're not agile enough with these kind of surprises. Um, and I think I was just reading this um, this um, true example, business example from um, Clarins. Uh, it's a cosmetic thing, a French cosmetic company. Yeah. I think it's all about two things. It's about the balance of being agile um, and putting these dynamics on agility and creating fast decisions but as well building on the scope and the scale of the company, because these are the companies as well that can survive this kind of problem. So it's kind of mixed as well, uh, but definitely uh, a lot of companies did that. So um, good insight, Mohammed. thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Hassan. So we have here Wakos, how to improve and change our mindset. Please guide few steps to re-engineer our mindset. So uh, I'll let it over to you, Hassan. Sure. I mean, honestly, my advice for whoever is working for a corporate, think beyond your corporate, think beyond your desk, think beyond your um, uh, day job. Um, I mean, if you start thinking this way, um, I think this is will help your day job, you will help your company that you're working in. Um, it is very important to understand that career is very important. Big titles are very important, but it's not everything. Um, what else? What's beyond that? We do that because we, by the end of the day, we want to reach something, a kind of um, a sense of success, um, kind of a, a good income at some point of time. But it's definitely not the only way out. I mean, the right mindset is, yes, I want to succeed in my corporate life, but as well think outside the corporate life. What else can I do? How can I use my time better? How can I take a couple of decisions better? To the, to the simplest way of why don't you go and start learning how to trade, how to invest some money in, in the stock market? I mean, I mean, this should be the mindset. And once you think about yourself as a project, as a company by yourself, I think this is where the mindset, it triggers a lot of thinking, different thinking. So that's probably a bit of generic uh, advice or cost, but I think this is, this is, the, this is the key uh, beyond your day job, basically. Amazing. Hussein, can I add also one thing? I think it's very important. It's uh, what cause if you want to improve your mindset, I think one of the things that you have to do is surround yourself with the people like-minded. So to get out of your comfort zone, you have to be surrounded with the people that can push you, can provoke you out of your comfort zone and see yourself worth. Because I believe surrounding yourself by those kind of leaders will take you to a places that you will never ever imagine it if you go with by, by yourself. So surround yourself by people that will take you to this, this place. I think it will take you to, to, to the right mindset. This is one, one of the thoughts that I have it also beside Hussein. So we have Shay. It was calculated. It was a calculated risk. Thank you, Shay. Mohanad from Christ opportunities are found for sure. Absolutely. And uh, we have absolutely interesting risk taking right mindset. Thank you. Uh, we will go to the third question, Hassan. Yes. So, from your point of view, what are the characteristics and behaviors of having the entrepreneurial mindset? From your point of view, for sure. Yeah, I think it's always the question. I'm, I think it's all about starting and rejecting going with the flow. I mean, it's a, this is the starting point. It does not mean that you physically go against the flow. I mean, it's only a question. 
uh, am I okay with what's happening now? Am I okay? Am I am I contented with the, what's happening now with this kind of uh, with the flu, with the direction? Um, I mean, challenging the state school, I think it's the greatest question that everybody can ask every single day. Uh, why am I doing that? Uh, is it enough for me? Uh, how I want to see myself in the next couple of months, in the next couple of years? I think this is the kind of questions that should raise uh, these questions. And um, um, I think the second thing is about a bit of resilience. Um, it's a very tough time uh, for everyone. Uh, and I mean, we need to uh, embrace that and we need to accept it. Uh, um, nobody, nobody is, it's not, it's not uh, an easy flu anymore. Uh, uh, we need to accept uh, the complexities um, and build a thick skin. Uh, I think this is my second point. My third point is, is confronting, um, I mean, um, the doubt of uh, the doubt, our confidence, confronting our self-confidence thing. Um, and I'm probably that's a question that sometimes um, uh, we need to ask the question, do I have the right capabilities of doing something or not? Um, if the answer is yes, um, very good. So please watch out uh, for the imposter syndrome because I had this experience, by the way, uh, it was a very tough one. Um, and I'll give you a couple, one example on that one. Uh, and sometimes the answer is no, I don't have the capabilities. And this is where you start building uh, and developing yourself. I mean, the, 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 um, the most, um, the wealthiest men on earth, they read two to three books every month. I mean, this is not something, it's not a luxury anymore. I mean, we need to develop ourselves. We need to work on ourselves. We need to engage. We need to learn from each other. And I think, I, I think you said something very crucial, Ahmed, when you said uh, surround yourself with the right people. Uh, I think it is very important that um, don't waste your time in having these kind of chit-chats that doesn't make a lot of sense and lead nowhere. I mean, this is where you need to grow and develop yourself. Back to the syndrome of, of back to the imposter syndrome in 20, 2015, um, when I joined uh, the Saudi market, um, I really felt the complexities around me. I mean, it was very difficult. Um, and I, I really asked myself, do I have the right capabilities of doing the job? Uh, do I have what it takes uh, to succeed like my previous jobs before? And this is where I started to see the self-confidence thing is becoming coming into picture. I Googled it and I found something called imposter syndrome. And this is basically feeling that, that your successes before was behind that you were too lucky or you were supported by the right teams with you and you basically can do nothing. And I mean, this was very insightful, by the way. I kept asking myself, what's wrong with me? And, um, and yes, the answer was two things. There's a lot of things that I need to develop and to learn. And I started to put a clear plan for it. And the second thing is, was I was as well asking the wrong people about how to describe the challenge and the problem. And this was a great insight for me that make sure that whatever you hear or whatever you take is being properly processed by yourself before taking a decision and what to solve. And my last advice is uh, uh, self-development, self-development, self-development. I think this is the key for uh, changing a mindset. Um, read a lot of books, interact. Uh, I mean, the internet, they has, there's a lot of material there, honestly. Exactly. I think it's amazing, amazing, again, amazing summary that you put it in. And uh, one thing that I want to add uh, related to the books, because I have experienced this, I used to uh, buy books, but... I don't know why why I'm using these books. Just reading it for reading. Seriously, I took the take the book, I read it, and then after I finish this book, if you ask me about anything, what is this book is about? I don't know anything. It was a good book, but yeah. but one of the things that I started to ask myself is why I'm reading this book, and if yeah. you know the why yeah. of reading this book and what 
what kind of information that you want to have, you will be able to read it and absorb it. So you will develop the, 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 the ability to absorb. So the, just uh, my advice also for the entrepreneurial mindset, just to develop three philosophies, study, practice, and teach. Not just reading for just read. Study it and practice and help people and share with them. So by this way, you will be able to make use of the information and they'll keep it in your bank account, in your mind. This is, this, this, this is one of the things that I want to share as entrepreneurial mindset. The last thing that I would say, uh, it's the entrepreneurial mindset, I would say in a very simple way, is refusing to accept the things as they are. This is the real mindset, just to challenge the status quo, not just accepting it as is, because I, I believe I, we, we have dealt with this kind of people on a daily basis. You say, why this is happening? They say, we found it like this. This is the process. They don't come and challenge the status quo, and they, they find a solution for this kind of challenge that they have. So this is regarding the, 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 what I have in my mind. Coming back to our audience, we have amazing engagement today. That's so, uh, Ahmad Qabil, he's saying, nice to see you, Ahmad and Hussein. Thank you. Hello, Ahmad. Vector, Vector, thinking outside the corporate life world is important. For sure. Thank you. Ala. And very inspiring, Ahmad. Totally agree. Thank you. Shadi, I'm so happy to surround me by people like both of you. Thank you, Shadi. It's a pleasure. Seriously. Victor is saying a lovely comment from Ahmad Khal. Surround yourself with people who can take you outside of your comfort zone. Thank you, Victor. Mohanad is saying you are right. Hussein, challenging the status quo is the way of continuous improvement mindset. Thank you, Mohanad. Okay. We'll come back to, uh, uh, I would say, another question. So from your point of view, again, how to develop an entrepreneurial mindset in the corporate life from your point of view? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a collection of everything, Ahmed. What we said, and um, the most important thing is um, take some risks. Uh, be, um, I mean, don't get into job and go out of the job um, uh, like 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 the previous ones. I mean, don't use old solutions for new problems. Um, this is very important. Um, uh, it's. It is becoming uh, dull, honestly, uh, in corporate. If we don't think out of the box, if we don't start taking some risks, and by the way, taking some tough feedbacks, by the way, it's very important as well. If you go for a few months and don't taking any any tough feedbacks from the people or from your stakeholders, it means that basically you're going with the flow too much. Um, and create some noise. <laughs> create some <laughs> noise. Honestly, I think this is, this is how it works. Uh, because... Uh, I mean, if you have these hundred people in the office, I tell you, ninety percent are are trying to keep the low the low profile going below the radar and 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 just um, passing the day. Um, so ten of them will try to make some noise, and I mean, it's very healthy at some point of time. Uh, voice your opinion, uh, be clear about what you want, do some mistake, accept some mistakes, accept it, live with it, and and improve and develop yourself. I mean, this is how it works. Um, and, and my biggest, biggest uh, advice that we said in the beginning of the, the podcast, um, uh, think out of your day job, uh, honestly. Uh, this is an eye-opener. I mean, I wish I've done this even earlier. I wish I've done this even in my first year when I, when I started my university. Um, I was always back to the corporate, what am I going to I'm teaching? I want to you know, teach in diversity. I would like to have my uh, work in a nice company, nice... Uh, I mean, very, very important. Um, and this is kind of the, kind of the recipe 
for changing a mindset and force it, fake it till you make it. Uh, I mean, you don't have to master it from day one, honestly, fake it. Um, yes, I have a wrong, I have different mindset now in the morning and, and you don't know what you're talking about, which is great. Uh, start practicing something and it will improve as you go. <laughs> Amazing, Hassan. Again, uh, I, I I totally agree with what all what you say, and I think also just developing the the right mindset as an entrepreneurial mindset is working by faith because many people they just work by sight. So if they they said like if I see it, I will believe it. So just working by sight. But if you're working by faith, just you say that if I believe it, I will see it. This kind of things and this kind of mentality, entrepreneurial mentality, I believe this is this is the way that they change the whole game inside the corporate life or even outside the corporate life. And the entrepreneurial mindset is playing a key important role inside the corporate, even outside the corporate, I say in the country itself, because it plays an important role in the economy itself, even the GDP of the, the country itself. Because starting a as a business, you are solo entrepreneur and it's coming. If you have the vision, it goes up it goes up it goes up and the growth till it comes like uh, and it, you can even export a product or a service out, out, outside of the country. So you can enhance the GDP of, of the country itself. So equipping and even encouraging the mindset mentality of entrepreneurial mindset in corporate life and outside the corporate life, it's very essential for the growth of, growth of the company and encouraging it. 100%. So uh, I think saying let's let's have another people. We have too too many comments and I, I cannot even cope with this. Thank you guys. Uh, so we have uh, Candy. Uh, should one yes. hurry that is to close yes. the business in the pandemic? Yes, the fastest <laughs> you can do it. the fastest you can do it. the probability of succeeding and make it happen and winning is much higher than doing something wrong. I mean, I mean, yes, in the crisis, in the pandemic times, um, don't fall into the analysis paralysis thing. Uh, take a decision, assess it quickly, and go ahead. Well, exactly. good, good question. Yes, exactly, Hassan. I think it's the speed versus the precision, and this is this is the quality of, of the leadership, I would say. Uh, Ahmad Al-Hamamsi, our friend, true Hussein, always upskilling, and stacking up skills. I want to say uh, thanks for Ahmad Hamamsi for helping us always behind the scene. Okay. Thank and... you for, for helping me, my technology, my bad technology. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Very, very <laughs> bad uh, technology savvy uh, that uh, Ahmad had. Yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, Taibji. Uh, upskill is important now for sure. Ahmad Qabil, uh, which book do you recommend as a start? Hassan, you go and then I will go. What do you think from? Uh, yeah, um, which book and which side? I mean, I mean, the question is 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 which I I, I would recommend. I would say, from my point of view, uh, I read about the uh, the how to build the story brand. I would say how to build to build the story brand because this will enhance and give you some techniques, even in social media and outside of the social media, how to build your uh, brand personal branding and how to in enforce yourself with this entrepreneurial mindset. And I can share with you Ahmad Qabil after this meeting. It, it's amazing one. So let's yeah, I mean, go for... Effective, uh, what's the book, Ahmad, the name? The Effective People, the, uh, the, uh, the Seven Habits. I mean, The Seven Habits, I think it's a very amazing. I mean, this is one of the books that talks about challenging the status quo and developing yourself and putting the mirror, acknowledging your, your weaknesses and, and building on your strengths 
it's by the way it's always a different this is a different perspective instead of developing your on your weaknesses it's basically accepting your weakness and building and developing on your strengths so there you go you go faster in this model a bit i think it's a very nice book i mean it's it's quite um, it's very famous and everybody read it but i think it's uh, it's important to read with this perspective that's that's one of the books that i really uh, by the way i summarized it in a few pages for myself as as uh, and i customized it on myself this is how i read so books by the way if you can send the ahmad khawil hussein i can do that definitely i can do that definitely thank, thank you okay hazim uh, hamza our friend also great step ahmad khalid keep going what do you do to uh, to avoid bias in your decision so um, i think from my point of view just uh, getting bias uh, getting bias of your decision just separate the problem from the emotions this is my my point of view just work not not by by separate your mind from your heart and at this time you will be able to go for the right decision because we are human we are always enforced by our emotions and 90% from our decision is because of emotions so to remove all kind of bias i think that you have to control your emotions be very uh, easy on yourself give yourself a time and then take a decision accordingly this is my point of view okay we have mohanad i think time is flying i i couldn't see <laughs> study practice and teach which you teach you learn more than the person you are transferring the knowledge to exactly man tab hussein i think this is the last question and uh, and uh, we will close this amazing episode seriously i'm i'm very glad to have you today so what is the best advice that you can give to people in a leadership position inside the corporate life to encourage the, the entrepreneurial mindset because i see i'll be very honest with you i see that many people they they oppose the entrepreneurial mindset especially when you come with an innovation or anything that is challenging the status quo or the process itself it comes like an opposition and it creates a huge frustration inside the organization and it kills all kind of innovations so from your point of view what is the best advice that you can give it to the leadership from your point of view I mean I probably it's a, it's kind of a old school answer thing it's um I think we need to be close to as a leader you always need to be close to the gamba uh, I mean the, you, you know the gamba the the uh, the war area or the uh, and the gamba is everywhere if you are a sales guy it's the market if you're a factory guy is the plant is the, the plant itself um uh, if you're a strategic person I think it's really getting connected with people and understanding what's happening um i think this is this is this is the uh, connection um because if you start seeing the world seeing the business um uh, uh the world the business through excel sheets uh through uh, documents uh meeting rooms i mean this is really where where you miss the 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 whole the whole uh, uh, objective or the whole thing um so my advice uh, as a leader for leaders i mean I was Ahmed honestly I was very proud and very very lucky of having great boss great line managers honestly um, in many companies um, I was very 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 lucky as well of a great team and this is how you get basically connected with people and 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 uh, getting in touch with all of these people really helps a lot so I mean be yourself just connect with people connect with your gamba and and everything will flow amazing Hasan again uh, I'm so proud and I'm so glad to have you today and time again is flying so uh, so fast and uh, i was very proud again and very glad to have you 
And thank you for your amazing and valuable time and these amazing insights. I'm asking everyone, uh, if you have still any questions that you want to point to Hussein, you can contact Hussein directly. He's an amazing leader. I say it again, in, in, in the, inside the supply chain and outside, you can take from his advices. I take his advices outside, uh, even behind the scenes. So you can connect directly with him. Uh, Hussein is not only, as I said, he's, he's not, not only in supply chain, in leadership, and he's amazing in consultancy in end-to-end -end supply chain. So you can feel free coming back to Hussein, ask him whatever you want. And even if you want anything from myself, we'll be very glad. Hussein, again, thank you so much. Really, thank you. I owe you a big thank you as well. I mean, you're very positive, man. I think always positive vibes, yeah. always great insights, great value that you're adding on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very happy to connect it with you as well. Not only in this forum, you know that we're having a lot of discussions together. Thank you. I really appreciate your uh, being uh, being that genuine and 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 this valuable content that you always share, my friend. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Hassan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. And we will see you next, inshallah. And I'm sure that I will meet you again in another episode, Hassan. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Bye.